gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. He entered Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, but he was seeking, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. delight to see you all in this uh, beautiful spot. I brought a little friend with me this morning, and here he is. One of the really cool things about being a grandpa is that I'm doing Lego stuff for the third time. (laughs) So I did it when I was a kid, and that was a long time ago, while dinosaurs walked the earth. At that time, I'd like to tell you that Legos were made out of stone. (laughs) It wasn't quite that bad. I I can tell you that the variety of colors was far narrower than it is now. And then, of course, I did it with my son, Greg, who's now 32, and uh, with my my grandson, Sam. And I'm as fond of these little people, little action figures, as anybody else. But can we agree that we will not give my little friend the name Zacchaeus? (laughs) Let me tell you why. Uh, Zacchaeus has been typecast since the beginning of time. Uh, When I was preparing this week, I didn't have to try that hard, but it took some effort to push that song in the back of my mind. (laughs) Zacchaeus was a man, a little man, and you know, by the time of the first verse, he's typecast for all time. It's totally heartless and cruel. It's an injustice. But my point is that there's a lot more to Zacchaeus than his physical stature. And in the next few minutes, I would like us to shine some light on Zacchaeus' story. And it has so much more to interest us than his physical stature. So please join me in prayer. Our God, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Now you already know that Luke's gospel takes the shape of several big blocks. 
uh, more than the other Gospels, we know a lot about the, about the infancy of Jesus and the birth of Jesus and the uh, introduction to his ministry with John the Baptist and so on. And then there's a big chunk about Jesus' ministry in Galilee, which goes from chapters 4 to 9. And, that, and this section we're in right now, it extends all the way up to chapter 19. And the focus in this section is Jesus' intent, intent on going to Jerusalem. Nowhere else but Jerusalem. That's his destiny. And at the point of this story about Zacchaeus, uh, Jesus and his disciples only have 17 miles left to go before they get to Jerusalem. It's an uphill journey. But they're one day, one day away from Jerusalem. And everything that follows from that, Palm Sunday and so on. And as we follow them in this journey, it, it begins to feel like events are accelerating and intensifying and that everything is coming to some kind of crescendo. There's one scene and one image after another. There's a story of the persistent widow. And there's a story of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And there's a story of the rich young man. We'll come back to him in a few minutes. And there's a story of the blind beggar by the road, etc. And that all leads us up to the story about Zacchaeus. But my question is, or our question is, what does Zacchaeus' story have to show us? What is there that stands out about Zacchaeus' story? Well, the focus, I think, is that in this story, we see grace at work. We see grace at work. And that's shown to us in a number of ways. First of all, we see that Zacchaeus was a man who was restless and who was curious. A favorite quote of mine, which is unclaimed and unattributed, is as follows. The cure for boredom is curiosity. And there is no cure for curiosity. Amen? Yeah. The cure for boredom is curiosity, and there is no cure for curiosity. As Zacchaeus was a guy who was curious, we find out right away he wanted to see who Jesus was. And we see how, how, how determined he was in the pursuit of that. Second, Zacchaeus was a man who was resourceful and determined. And we all know the story almost too well. He ran on ahead and climbed up a tree and so on. And that tells us that he was resourceful and determined. Thirdly, we see that in Zacchaeus, a man whose eyes were wide open, whose eyes were wide open in his desire to see who Jesus was. And as the story unfolds, we see the irony that in his attempt to see who Jesus was, Jesus sees who he was. Maybe for the first time in his life, somebody saw who Zacchaeus was. But Zacchaeus was a man who, whose eyes were wide open. He was seeking to see who Jesus was. One of the strange things, by the way, about preaching, and I hope you get a chance to find this out for yourself sometime, <laughs> is that you're looking intently at the Word of God, and then you find at a certain point the Word of God is looking at you. And... It's, it's, it's unsettling because you say, wow, uh, there, there's no hiding from the word of God. And I wonder if Zacchaeus felt a little bit that way too. Let's move on. Zacchaeus was a man who saw his opportunity, who saw his opportunity and was willing to be audacious. Zacchaeus was a man who saw his opportunity and was willing to be audacious. He climbed up that tree. 
He didn't care what people thought about him. Now, to be successful as a, as a tax collector, as a chief tax collector, you had to have a certain amount of attitude. You had to have a profile within the community. You had to have a kind of menacing uh, persona. And he set all that aside and climbed up a tree. He said, I don't care. This is the chance. Jesus is coming through. I'm not going to miss this. So as one commentator puts it, he was untroubled by any concern for his dignity. Perfect. He was untroubled by any concern for his dignity. Let's move on. Zacchaeus was a man whose heart was ready to be reopened. Whose heart was ready to be reopened. Ask yourself this. When Jesus looks at him and says, Zacchaeus, I need to come to your house today. When was the last time that happened to Zacchaeus? Probably never, right? You know, he, wasn't, he wasn't a welcome member of the social set in Jer- Jericho. People detested him as, and for some good reasons. So, so he gets this invitation, which must have been shocking. Maybe he almost fell out of the tree. But in any event, it's, I, I need to open up my heart. I need to open up my home to this guest. And his heart was ready to be reopened. He hurried and came down and received him joyfully. One more. Zacchaeus was a man who was ready to take inventory, who was ready to take stock of who he was and what mattered to him. Now, let's be honest. That's a hard thing to do, right? When do we do that unless we're in some kind of crisis? You know, we can, we can put that off and put that off. But Zacchaeus was ready to take inventory of who he was and what mattered to him. And there's this transformation that's going on before our eyes. Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I, if I have defrauded anyone, if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And that, by the way, is well beyond what the law of the day required. He could have... He could have uh, may do with far less than that and been within the law. But the point is that he can't be lavish enough. He can't be generous enough. Now that he's taken this inventory, he wants to make things right. He wants to make things right with those he's defrauded. He wants to make things right within himself. He's taking inventory. By the way, there's a contrast here between the way he figures this, the way he figures out and the way the rich young ruler a chapter before figures out. You remember? The rich young ruler was sad because he had great wealth. So he was penitent, but it didn't translate into the kind of inventory, ruthless inventory, that Zacchaeus does with his own soul. Let's read Jesus' summary. Jesus says, Salvation today has come to this house since he also is a son of Abraham. And that word salvation is very interesting. The last time it shows up in the most recent place it shows up in the Gospel of Luke is in chapter 1, where in the Benedictus, the prayer of Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, he prays and he prophesies that God will give the kingdom of salvation or the knowledge of salvation to his people. Luke chapter 1, verse 77. And here, it's like the arc of that prophecy is landing in Zacchaeus' household. Salvation has come to this house. 
since he also is a son of Abraham. Well, I started with the idea that the story of Zacchaeus is a story of grace at work. This day for Zacchaeus could have been like all the other days. There could have been more complacency. There could have been more wealth accumulated. There could have been even more estrangement from the community where he lived and his neighbors and so on. But instead, instead, because the grace of God in Jesus Christ is at work, this day brings something entirely new. And in Zacchaeus' day, and secondarily as we hear the story, it's as if we're given a snapshot of who our Savior is. A snapshot of why our Savior has come and a snapshot of the mission to which we are all called, the mission to which he calls us all. I wonder if this ever happens to you as well. In the course of things, it's very easy to lose sight of this essential image of who Jesus is and why he's come. And for you, the reasons may be very different. But full disclosure, I've spent a lot of time in the last 16 months working with this entity called the Bishop's Council. And it's a lot of work. And it's a lot of time. And it's a lot of tension. Because there are important issues to be thrashed out. And you know that. But I have to confess that in the midst of it, it's easy to forget who Jesus is. Why he came. What the mission that he left uh, for us is all about. And there are some things that are important at the time, but ultimately they're beside the point. And a story like this brings us back to what the focus was meant to be at the beginning. Whether we're in a church, whether we're in a household, whether we're in the workplace, whether we're doing work on behalf of the diocese and so on. It sure doesn't take much for me to lose sight of truths like what are given us in Luke chapter 19. And how good it is to be brought back to the story where grace is at work. Even while we are looking for him, our good shepherd is on the lookout for people like Zacchaeus, people like us. I remember hearing a sermon on another tax collector in the, in the Gospels, and the guy who was preaching said the most intriguing thing. He said, people despise this tax collector because of what a contradiction he was. And Jesus, the Savior, was drawn to that contradiction. What other people found off-putting or repellent, Jesus was drawn to. What a powerful thing. That song we sing now and then says it so well. Jesus said, if I am lost, he will come to me. And he showed me on the cross. He will come to me. For the Lord is good and faithful. He will keep us day and night. We can always run to Jesus as Zacchaeus did. Jesus strong and kind. So in Zacchaeus, we see much more than a grasping little big man. Zacchaeus shows us what it's like. Zacchaeus shows shows us what it's like 
to be captivated by a savior whose love had no limits and whose love was focused like a ray of light on him, of all people, on us, of all people. One little footnote before we close. I don't know if this is true or not, but it sure is interesting. (laughs) According to ancient tradition, Zacchaeus was appointed bishop of Caesarea by none other than the Apostle Peter. Doesn't it make you wonder if they had ever heard of background checks? (laughs) Uh, That's one way to look at it. This uh, guy who had extorted money from people and so on. But on the other hand, another way to look at it is Here is a man who, with all his contradictions, had seen grace at work. And that's a good qualification for a bishop. Salvation had come to his house. This is the miracle of grace at work. Who knows what can happen when grace is at work? Who can imagine what will follow when grace, when the Savior who seeks and saves what is lost, is at work. Please pray with me. Our ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire us in our witness to him that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen.